Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Big Five Media. I'm Sean, joined by my co-host, Jay. And today, we're going to be starting a new show called Sean's Sneaky Prospects, where each week uh, heading up to the NFL draft, we're going to be breaking down one position. We'll be picking a sleeper and a sneaky bust for uh, the NFL draft. So starting off, we're going to go with the most important position on the football field, quarterback. And to kick it off, I'll go first in my sleeper. Uh, Davis Mills coming out of Stanford. I love this guy. I think he has incredible potential, and I believe that he's going to be drafted with the idea that he's going to be a backup, but I think he has a sneaky chance to end up winning that spot the first year he's in the league. So, like, if you look at his film, you see he has a lot of experience under center in the Stanford offense. He has good footwork in the pocket. He's got the arm talent to fit balls into those tight windows that you, you love to see from any quarterback. His throwing motion is crisp. He has one of the best throwing. Like I love his throwing motion. Uh, and he's only started 11 games, which I believe is a, obviously a con, but for only starting 11 games, he has excellent impeta- uh, excuse me, excellent anticipation on routes. He's great at throwing to receivers coming out of the break. And he has good hips and shoulders when he's scrambling out of the pocket, if he ever has to. And you can pick up that every time a free rusher comes off the outside, he has a good chance of avoiding him and finding his receiver without taking, uh, you know, the hit and the sack. Uh, if you look at some of his negatives to his game, he's obviously not very mobile. He's not, he's not the fastest guy ever. Uh, he hasn't started many games. Like I said, he's only played 11 games in uh, collegiate football. Um, he does need to get a little better at eye discipline, trying to hold safeties off and such like that. And I think that he trusts his arm maybe a little bit too much. And he is a little bit, he's, he's more willing than most to throw into, you know, crowded coverage to try and get the ball to his receiver. And when the pocket comes collapsing, he is, he gets very, he can get nervous sometimes. Like sometimes that shows up and you can uh, tell pretty clearly. And obviously this guy was highly touted coming out of high school. He's going to be one of the best quarterback prospects. He goes to Stanford and he just, struggled to stay healthy so i have health concerns as a con but also they play uh also obviously into his draft stock um just because he wasn't able to play that much in college if he played all four years we could be perhaps seeing him in this conversation with the top quarterbacks in my personal opinion at least so my grade on him is i have a mid to late day two pick i think that's where he should be taken uh, I think he'll probably be taken uh, late day two or early day three. Yeah. So I'm not the biggest college football watcher as, as uh, everyone at the big five media knows, but uh, like, like you said, like from what I've seen so far, Davis Mills is not terrible. Uh, <laughs> like I, I have like, I haven't done my Davis Mills research, so I don't know a ton of facts about his game. But uh, from from what you've been telling me, he looks like a, a really good prospect all around, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him sneak into a late uh, round three pick. But it also wouldn't surprise me to see him go as late as like round five, if you get what I mean. Based on yeah, like, me how stacked this class is. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm in the same boat with you. There's plenty of people that could be that you know every team grades prospects differently. He could end up being quarterback ten or maybe even quarterback six or seven. Um, mm-hmm. I believe he should be right after Mac Jones personally, but, uh, shifting it over to you, 
who do you have as your sneaky prospect sleeper for the draft? So my uh, sneaky sleeper for this draft is uh, Texas A&M quarterback, Kellen Mond. And uh, so <laughs> in, uh, in 2020, Kellen Mond has definitely improved his game and his stock to, to uh, from what it was last year, probably looking at a guy who was going to be undrafted. He had an impressive comeback win against the Florida Gators this year, which uh, helped, like, overall helped them become the five seed, I believe. Uh, this past season, they just missed the cusp of the uh, college football playoffs. Well, while he's no Trevor Lawrence, I'll admit that right off the bat, he's certainly someone to keep your eye on when it comes to this draft. Uh, his arm talent is is good, not great. Um, watching some of his tape from this year, it looks it looks awkward the way he releases the ball. Uh, he's got a lack of versatility, which also like hurts his stock. But uh, looking at his positives, his accuracy has improved over his three years as a starter at AM. Um, he shined at the Senior Bowl, winning the Senior Bowl MVP. And uh, I've, uh, I've heard that scouts are very high on him from uh, certain teams. Uh, he looked very accurate in the Senior Bowl again. He's making the right reads he needed to make. He showed off his legs. He can run it. And uh, most importantly, he was ready to sling it deep when the time called, which uh, which wasn't really a big factor in his college game. Um, what else? So my my draft stock on him is probably a day three pick, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see him like Davis Mills sneak into a late round three fit with like the Vikings, the Eagles. But uh, yeah, uh, he's not going to go into a team right away and be your QB one. I feel like he's more of a project QB guy, if you get what I mean. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, so he's <laughs> funny enough. <laughs> Kelman is actually going to be my bust for this draft class. Um, I don't, uh, I, so you mentioned the accuracy getting better. I play that. Obviously you look at the completion percentage. I play that into He's a very big check down thrower. He throws a check down a lot. Uh, he is vers- He's, he's not extremely versatile, but he does have the ability to use his legs that I agree with. Everyone loves how he tore it up at the, uh, senior bowl, just like Herbert did because the senior bowl is designed for people with arm talent to just come in and ball out. That's pretty much what it's designed for. Mm-hmm. Kellen Mon could not have been set up more to succeed in my opinion, in terms of the senior bowl. So I, I don't necessarily throw that out the window. I don't throw his decent season out the window, but just for me, I just, I don't see it in him. He does not make those special throws that you look for in a big time quarterback. Like, if you look at, he's been starting for three years. And for me, I've just never really looked at him and just went, wow, look at that. Or wow, look at that play. Look at that toss. Mm-hmm. Look at that absolute bomb. I, I, I don't catch myself doing that that much over the three years that I've watched his, obviously his film and his games. Now I'll admit I'm an Arizona State fan, so I'm not watching a and a lot, but I am tuning in on Saturdays whenever I, I can, whenever it's on. Um, but yeah, that's just my take on Kellen Mond personally. Um, it's funny enough. First up yeah. episode, we already have a sleeper yeah, have, have and a little a bit of an argument. argument. Yeah. But so my, but my thing I think is my like, grade on him. Oh, sorry. Good. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, my grade would probably be, I think I agree with you. I'd say probably a bit more of a lid, a mid, excuse me, a mid day three pick. Um, but I do think that he has the potential just like half the quarterbacks in this draft to just end up sneaking into like late second, late third round. Yeah. So my, my whole thing with Kellen Mond is that uh, I feel like 
well, for me, I obviously I don't I don't watch college football, so like I have like a different like view as to like you, but f- from like Naturally. what I've seen on tape, like I like what like this kid's potential. I feel like he can be an absolute stud, or a guy you look back from in ten years and be like, oh yeah, he got drafted. It, it's like it's like it's like there's no in between with that. Yeah, I, I yeah I know what you mean. He's definitely a boomer bust type of guy. You could draft him and you could see him being cut by the end of training camp or next exactly. year, or you could see him potentially if he decides to prove me wrong and end up coming into a pro style offense, just like he had at uh, Texas A&M and just end up dominating um, being a decent quarterback. I personally, I think if he ends up winning a starting position, I don't see him being a lot, lot more than a game manager personally, but maybe he just comes out and proves me wrong and I'm completely incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it's a real toss-up for me because, like, I, I don't have that – like, I'm not an NFL scout. I don't know, like, what they're thinking, what they're going to do. It also doesn't factor in that I don't watch college football, so that hurts my, like, takes kind of. But, like, I, I, I do my research when it comes time for the draft. I, I know, like, what, what, to, what to look for, what, what looks good, what doesn't. And I, I feel yeah, like, I mean, yeah, this kid, he just needs the right fit. It's not hard to look at players – I, it's not hard to look at players come draft time and be like, oh, you know, he might have it. And oh, that guy doesn't have it. Almost anyone can do that. It's the it's obviously the NFL scouts who get into the nitty gritty and will show why this guy is one or two ranks higher than that guy. Obviously, yeah. we're not those people. <laughs> we're just people sitting in our house watching film and reading draft uh, breakdowns and coming up with our own prospect breakdowns and yeah. such. <laughs> and, no, I'm I feel like 16 year old kid he, compared to a 25 year old scout. Exactly. He, he needs like that perfect fit. I feel like a Minnesota, like, Oh, even like a Washington would be perfect for this kid. Just like sit back. You're not rushed into the spot. You can, you can take your time and you, you, and you can learn. I feel like even like, I know Indy just traded for Carson Wentz and they have Jacob Eason, but I feel like Indy would be a good fit for him too. Uh, like that Washington fit of, Kim Newton ends up walking and ends up in Washington with Riverboat Ron. He'd be a good guy to teach uh, Dave, uh, excuse me, Kellen Mond how to throw it three yards into the ground. <laughs> but I, I feel like there's a very good chance that, like, for whatever reason, Kellen Mond slips into like the sixth round and just gets cut at the end of training camp. Like, there's there, there's also that possibility, Absolutely. in my opinion. I feel like you can say that I with a lot agree. of guys uh, after like. Kyle, I feel like Kyle Trask is like set in stone for like a day three, pick, a day two pick. I mean, so I feel like anyone after yeah, that's like probably. up for grabs to get cut, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. Who knows? Davis Mills could just come out and decide he's going to stink it up in the league and never play. Exactly. But, and, um, and you won't hear from him for, fi- for uh, five years until you look back and you're like, oh, yeah, my team drafted him. Right. So moving on, who do you have as your bust? I think we can all well, see it. If, if you can look behind me, I got Justin Fields. So when uh, when uh, we were thinking about making this video, I took in consideration that there's probably five quarterbacks going in the first round this year. And my logic was looking back at 2018, at least one of these guys has to be a bust. And I, I, I couldn't go T-Law. I couldn't go Zach Can't Wilson. Go I, I debated uh, Trey Lance and Mac Jones didn't even come to my mind because I, I didn't care about him that much. So <laughs> it, it left me between Trey Lance and Justin Fields. 
And uh, when I was comparing them, I just like I looked at the fact that when you look at all the other Ohio State quarterbacks, there's not a lot of success rate in the NFL. Yeah, that's and always then, like, that's always usually the first knock. And then you look at like uh, his pros and cons for uh, Mr. Fields, and you just like he struggles to read defenses from time to time. He can't pick up on blitzes. He's like he, sometimes he's underwhelming when he throws the ball, whether it's too far, or too short. Can't connect on that deep ball. Although he did throw an absolute bomb to Chris Olave in the in the uh, game against Clemson. But as a beat, dude. but then you look at his pros and you're like, oh yeah, he's got the athleticism. That's without a question. Uh, he's mobile, which is what uh, NFL teams are looking for now. He he's got decent footwork. Could be could be better. Could be worse. But uh, and that again to prove my point, he sometimes can make that deep ball. And then you you always factor into the mobility. You're like. You, you watch him play, like, he's always, like, scrambling for that extra yard, extra two yards, and then he gets lit up by, like, a linebacker or a DB. And that's not always great for a quarterback, I feel like. Oh, absolutely not. But to uh, round out my po- point about why he's going to be a bust, I just don't think, like, what he's done in college is going to translate well to the NFL. I feel like he's going to need a very good supporting cast around him and when you look at the teams picking from anywhere from two to like 10 in his range, are you really going to have like a home run pick besides anywhere like in Atlanta, like besides Atlanta, I feel like. I think he and I, feel, I feel like nasty in Carolina. I feel like he needs like that set in stone, like good system for him. And I don't know how many teams can offer him that, but, uh, and then, like, yeah, I don't you, completely 100% disagree. And then you look at like his big game, like accomplishments. I, I believe he uh, he lost to Clemson, not not this past fault. season, but it was the year before that. Again, I don't watch college football. Didn't watch. Okay, that let game. me let me let me let me jump in here. So he was on a fourth quarter game winning drive. Chris Olave ran the wrong route, and Justin Fields threw a pick because of it. Olave, a coach, everyone came out and said that it was Olave's fault. Now, unless they're just lying to like for like Justin Fields' sake, uh, he was supposed to run a post. He ended up running to the outside. Justin Fields threw it over the middle where the, he was. He was supposed to. He would have been open. It was a good throw, and the safety just comes down and intercepted it uncontested, and that was the game. Yeah. Again, I don't watch college football, so that that's partially my fault right there. But I, I was just taking it into consideration when you look at all this I mean, big game I don't, experience. I mean, yeah, you can take a shot at that. I mean, you look, you can take shots at his game experience against what was it, Indiana and Northwestern this year. He yeah, came out and wasn't, he wasn't great. took a little dump, but then he came out and showed up against Clemson. So you exactly, know, I, I was just, I was just gonna get into that. Like in Clemson, what do you have? Six passing touchdowns, something insane like that. I mean, so he's the question mark for sure there. Exactly, the big but then game, step he, up. He had a pretty rough night in the national championship game too. He, he didn't look great. He had under 200 passing yards, which is not ideal for a, a potential top 10 pick in your final college game. But uh, I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I feel I don't like... hate that. He also lost his running back and he got mm-hmm. crunched in the game against Clemson. And I swear, I, they never came out. I don't know if they ever came out with an injury report. I shouldn't say they never came out, but I swear like he, there had to have been something going on with like his hips or his ribs or something. He got crunched. Yeah, and you, you can tell, like, even after he threw the deep ball to Olave, he was, like, crunch, like he was hunched over. 
Yeah, he was not playing at his at his highest. I feel obviously. like overall, Fields is just a big question mark for me. And and when it comes to like his draft stock, I just feel like obviously he's going in the first round. That's that's not in like a question. It's just not I feel like first he, round top ten, possibly top four. I feel like I have my range is anywhere from the second overall pick to like the tenth overall pick. I feel like that's a good range for him. I don't see him slipping out to fifteen. All those delusional Patriots fans can just stop. It's not happening. Why are there like, so many of those? No, because they, they think Devontae Smith, Kyle Pitts, and Jalen Waddle are all going to be there at 15. We're going to have our pick of the litter. Of course. No, we're, of course. we're magically going to land up with them all. But, uh, yeah, my, my uh, sneaky bus, uh, once again, will be the man, Justin Fields. Wow. Okay. So I will say that no quarterback in this draft is bus is a bus proof. You look at Trevor Lawrence; even he has a couple of knocks on him, like his uh, progressions, his uh, an- anticipation just a little bit. Sometimes his anticipation problems will flare up. Um, but I mean, we're not talking about Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields, I think, is starting to become a question mark for a lot of people. There are some analysts who are all in on Justin Fields, and there are some analysts who are like, well, you know, we're not sure. For me personally, I've had him as a QB2. I think he's QB2A and Zach Wilson is QB2B. And I think you can mm-hmm. put Wilson as 2A and Fields at 2B and I won't be mad. Uh, but people say that the argument for Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence is closer than the argument for Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. And I just think that's absolutely banana land. I me completely I, disagree. I, agree. I, agree. I hate that argument so much. I hope Fields comes in and tears it up and slaps around Zach Wilson. Oh, I, I hope Fields proves me wrong. I, nothing would uh, make me happier than being uh, eating my words about Justin Fields being a bust. <laughs> but uh, I, I just feel like it's like, obviously, like we're, we're predicting stuff. Predictions don't always like come true. Yeah, so, absolutely. But uh, I feel like with, with uh, you got Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones possibly all going in the first round at least one of them has to have a poor NFL career. I agree with you. I feel like there's there's no way that all five of them come in and just be what they're expected to be. Exactly. And if they do, this would be the best quarterback class of all time. Yeah, I mean, this is like the 2018 college class. Exactly. We saw, we saw Rosen get slapped around. He was getting slapped yeah. around this year. You could, you could even argue like uh, Baker was getting slapped around before he had his big breakout year. Even Sam Darnold's not living up to the hype. I can't completely blame Sam Darnold. Baker Mayfield had an electric rookie season. Uh, unfortunately, sophomore slump did catch up. But uh, Donald, I kind of agree. I don't love Donald. Um, I he also needs blame a change of scenery. Jet, I, yeah, I also blame Jets incompetence. Uh, in, in comp- whatever the word is, incompetence. There you go. <laughs> the Jets incompetence to build a franchise. Yeah, but, you uh, also have to factor in that Sam Donald was taking, I believe, all put to play calls from Adam Gase. I mean, I know how, what of a genius that guy is. And one so good like, year with the Dolphins and then just blew it everywhere. I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll go on record and say this. I was a fan of the Adam Gase signing when the Jets made it. I think a lot of people were. He wasn't terrible in Miami. He had that playoff year. You brought the Miami Dolphins to the playoffs. Like, playoffs. Yeah. Um, but And now you're looking at just this absolute bumville yeah. That trades away all of their good players in New York. And it's like, what happened? Well, he's going to be gone now, so it doesn't matter. But Yeah, well, he is gone. 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, it's it's Adam Gase. There's not like much else to say. But yeah, I agree. To wrap up this video, uh, going over our busts and our sleepers. My sneaky sleeper was Davis Mills, Stanford quarterback. Jay's was uh, Kellen, Kellen Mond, Mond, Texas A&M. My bust was Kellen Mond, Texas A&M. And Jay's bust is Justin Fields out of the Ohio State University. Any final thoughts here, Jay? Uh, nah, not, not that pertain to this video. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for watching. Hit that subscribe button, like, comment, everything. Share it with your friends. We'll see you all next week. Peace. See ya.